0: Hey, everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to Ty's Tech Line. I'm your host, Tyler Harrington, and thank you so much for being here.
1: Today's the day. It's Dear Monday.
0: So pull up a seat and put up your feet.
1: We'll summarize our last six weeks
0: with your favorite tech geek slash dad. And me, Ash. Hi, Ash. How's it going?
1: Oh, my gosh. It's going.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we're back feels good to be back ash are you excited to be podcasting again
1: yeah it's been a minute
0: it has been a minute um everybody hi we uh update on baby watch
1: we are still out here and the baby is here we had a baby
0: all right well that's all for this week see you next time on uh ty's tech line slash dear monday no okay so last time we came to you was uh the week before our due date and uh we had the baby this week, what we're going to do is we're going to give you a really quick recap. Uh, really really quick, I mean, we're gonna spend the whole episode kind of recapping the last six weeks of our lives because it's been six weeks since we've made a podcast. A lot has happened since then, obviously. We've had a baby. And started life with a baby. So we're going to kind of just go over the last six weeks. Um, summarize all those sort of things. Catch everybody up on what's been happening in the world of the Harringtons. And then next week we're going to kind of come back to you with our regularly scheduled programming. And our normal dears with letters and all that sort of stuff. But we didn't want to leave you guys hanging and kind of leave you in the dark about our last six weeks. So we wanted to kind of update you on everything. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So first up was Sienna's birth.
0: So we had a baby. Yeah. She is a girl. I know last time we checked, you, were, uh, you weren't you were sure. Okay, I also know that everybody who's here probably follows us on social media. So I know we're not like revealing something that you've never known. Like it's been six weeks. You probably went to figure it out if you really wanted to know. But we're going to pretend <laughs> like oh you don't gosh. know. So
1: Yes, we had a baby. It's a girl. Her name is Sienna Kate.
0: Sienna Kate Harrington. She was born on April 30th, 2019 at 9.30 p.m. She weighed seven pounds, 14 ounces, and she's perfect.
1: Okay, so the last time we checked in, I think I had told you guys that I was having this terrible, awful back nerve pain. Uh, yes. Um. I started going to the chiropractor. And my last day at the chiropractor was Friday, the Friday before she was born. He, The chiropractor uh, told me, he said, do you want me to tell you the day that your baby is going to be born? And I was like, yeah. And he said, it, it'll be Monday. April 29th. And I was like, mm, okay, cool. So literally on the 29th, we were supposed to have a podcast episode go live, but we didn't because I was just so miserable in pain. Um, and all day long, I was just like counting down the hours until the baby would come because that's what he told me.
0: I think what's funny about, I mean, we've been saying this all along is that leading up to everything, you don't really know, you kind of know to expect, but you don't really. So every time you like hit some level of like pain or threshold or contractions or whatever, you're like, oh, surely this is it, surely this is it. And then it's like, oh wait, there's a whole nother level and then like a whole nother level and then a whole nother level. And I feel like those kind of like last few days leading up to it, I remember, I have a video, we were walking around the neighborhood and you were waddling and you were having contractions and I was like, oh, this has gotta be it. Like surely this is it. Like we're going to the hospital, like this is how it starts. Like she's gonna keep having contractions and then we came home from our little like walk around the neighborhood which we made it probably like an eighth of a mile and it took us 30 minutes like it was just like so you were in so much pain in your water i was like oh this has got to be it and we came home you went to bed and you woke but up the next day and you wasn't were not
1: necessarily the contractions it was more so the nerve pain that was slowing me down
0: but then you're but you're also having contractions i'm just yes. saying so like leading up to this whole like thing it's it was just ironic how it all kind of worked out because we we're like oh surely like it's gonna be like this or it can be like this so it can be like this level of pain and then it didn't really work out that way so like yeah all the days leading up to her being born we were kind of like on obviously like on high alert we had been doing laundry every five minutes it felt like because we didn't want to come <laughs> we wanted to make sure when we came home from the hospital that like the house was nice and clean so we were like constantly doing dishes constantly doing the laundry just because we kind of felt like for four days i think i it could cleaned, be any minute
1: i think i cleaned the bathroom like three times because i wanted it to be clean when we came home also i w- because my nerve like my back nerve pain was so terrible it was like so painful i couldn't really decipher how painful my contractions were because
0: in comparison they were not as bad it wasn't as, as the bad as, as the back
1: pain so i ended up getting the bloom life contraction tracker
0: oh my gosh I forgot all about that this is so funny
1: <laughs> and I w- would say like as a first-time mom it was actually really helpful because I could like see when I was having a contraction um, and it helped me understand kind of how they flow but also like rep- like the patterns and you know trying to decide like okay is this is this real is it like if I get up and move around and I come back and I put it back on and it's still tracking like you know I don't know. I would I think it was really helpful just to kind of like see and understand what contractions kind of felt like.
0: Yeah, I feel like it, so what it is it's just like a little sticker that goes on your belly and it has a bluetooth connection that goes to your app an app on your phone and it'll just basically it just contract it tracks contractions and I feel like there was a few times where you would be sitting there and you're like, "Oh, I didn't I didn't realize I was having a contraction, but it's telling me that I am," right? Right.
1: And of course, you know, it picks up Braxton Hicks contractions as well. Um but it I, there were numerous times where I was having regular patterns of contractions. You know, you want to get a good bell curve. And I was having those. And so.
0: Which yeah. I think also was, I think was good because it helped us to know like, okay, yeah, like this is actually happening. But it also kind of was gave hard. us almost like a false positive because it was like, okay, look, I'm having them every, what was every like five minutes yeah, for like but an hour, say, but I then was, it was not nothing.
1: Yeah. I am glad that I got that. That was kind of like a last minute, like I'm it's just going rental situation. Yeah. yeah. You just kind of rent it, but I'm glad that I got it because it's, I think it saved us from having like being like, oh my gosh, it's happening and going to the hospital prematurely. I have like, I know that that happens a lot to first time moms because you just don't know what it feels like or whatever.
0: Well, ironically, the way that it all went down, that would have never happened because let's okay let's talk about how like how it kind of happened because what's funny is that we never we didn't go to the hospital because you're having crazy contractions
1: right so how it all went down is one night tuesday april 30th at like 2 30 in the morning we
0: really got the most out of this day folks it'll go down in history as yes a day that we got day. a lot out of
1: yeah so i got up to go to the bathroom like normal and um as i was coming back to get into bed Um, again, my nerve pain was so terrible. I had this like routine that I had to go through to actually get into the bed. Um, so I would like sit on the edge of the bed and I would pull my legs up like with my hands, like one by one, pull my legs up. And then I would have to kind of like shimmy a little bit and grab the top of the headboard and like pull myself up into the bed. So when I did that, when I extended my arm to like pull myself up in the bed, I felt this gush of water and I was like, oh my gosh, I think my water just broke. So of course I like get back out of the bed and I like go into the bathroom and I put a little panty liner in because that's what they tell you to do. Um, and then they say to wait 30 minutes and if you know, it happens again or you're like, you're, you can still feel water trickling. Your water is broken. So that's what I did. I came back over and did my whole routine and got back you didn't in the wake bed. Me,
0: you still didn't still wake me up. No, yet. I
1: didn't wake tie up. Right. I got back in the bed and I laid there. Um, I really just kind of like stared at the clock. So, 30 minutes go by, and I get back up and I go to walk to the bathroom, and it was like a big gush. And so, I immediately am I'm like, Oh my gosh, Ty, my water just broke. And of course, he sits straight up in bed with the biggest smirk on his face, and he's like, Okay. Like he was so excited and I was like, no, 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 this is not how it's supposed to happen. Well,
0: I was excited because we had been, again, for like four days, we've been debating like, when do we need, how are we going to know when it's time to go to the hospital? Like, is it time? Is it not time? Is it time? Is it not time? And we even called them when she was having these like regular contractions and they were like, you know, if, you know, I think you're okay, stay at home. No, they literally were like,
1: you sound too normal to be having painful (laughs) contractions.
0: Yeah, but the contraction tracker was telling us that we were and like all this stuff. And we're like, maybe she has a really high pain tolerance, like all these things. And I just don't like, I don't like uncertainty, but they did say like, if your water breaks, that's a pretty much definite, like you need to come in because especially because Ash was GBS positive, like once your water breaks, you need to come in. So I was glad, I was like elated. I was like, great, perfect. Your water broke. There's no more questions. We don't have to debate. We don't have to wonder. We need to go in. And she was like, no, I don't know. I'm like, no. Like they said, if your water breaks, you need to come in.
1: So I called the midwife and was like, pretty sure my water just broke. You know, I'm GPS positive. I was at four centimeters at my last appointment. Um, I was at station zero, like all the things. Should I come in? And she was like, oh, yes, definitely. Well, then I hung up and started crying immediately because I really wanted to labor at home for as long as possible. My water broke and my contractions did not start. Um, so... I kind of just felt like I was just kind of annoyed. So anyways, I ended up calling my mom because she, um, with her job, she is in Tampa, Florida right now. And so I knew that it was obviously go time of some sort. She need to be able to get here. So I called her and was like, mom, my water just broke. Pretty sure you should come. We're so going she, to the hospital. Yeah. So she booked a flight to get her in by like 9am and then called my dad who was also dead asleep um poor, and he it, answered
0: poor guy. once he woke up he never went back to sleep yeah
1: and so he answered immediately and he was like okay like i'm coming i called my sister who is also pregnant and she, she did not answer
0: <laughs> it's funny because like okay you normally i feel like in i mean obviously everyone's birth story is different but you hear oh their water broke and then an hour later they had the baby or two sometimes not every time but like sometimes so in our minds we're like oh her water broke that means like things it's are happening. happening like we got to hurry like her mom needs to rush and get here i like texted caitlin who's going to come photograph for us i'm like texting everybody i knew like we're like it's go time like it's happening and in retrospect it's really funny it Looking was back not at happening. it because it was not happening. But we didn't know that. We we're just like her water broke. That means, in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's going to start happening really fast after that. So since she was already so dilated for so many weeks, I'm like, we don't have that far to go to get to eight, like whatever. Like,
1: long story short, I so I'm still in denial that it's happening, but I'm also like devastated that it's happening the way that it's happening. So I like had a mini <laughs> breakdown and I told Ty like I want to eat breakfast and I want to take a shower and I want to like get ready for the day. So, period, at, that's at two it two o'clock
0: in the morning. that's
1: what I want to do, and he was like, "Okay, fine." and so I took a shower and I ate breakfast and I got ready for the day um and then
0: at two thirty in the morning,
1: we got in the car and we started driving, and literally the whole drive, okay, so a friend had told me like, you know, there's nothing worse than like having your water break all over your car, you know that's so gross, and you have to clean it up. We have leather seats in our car, so I wasn't too worried but I still didn't take anything with me in the car because I was still in denial that this was actually happening. So of course we get to the hospital and we like pull up to a little drop off spot and I literally step out of the car and a huge gush of water just like everywhere all over the place. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. So then I waddle into the hospital with my legs spread, holding my dress out like a teepee, basically
0: literally leaving a trail of drips.
1: Behind yes. Her. And I go up to the desk and there's no one there of course and so i had Still to 2 30 in the morning i had to ring the bell and i'm like hi my water broke i called the midwife and i'm here that's all and this lady comes out she's like oh hi okay and i'm like i know i look way too fine to be having a baby i know i'm in denial then i walk back to the room with her and i just felt like everyone was looking at me like oh first time mom uh-huh sure your water broke yeah we'll be seeing you in like eight hours like I was just convinced that they were going to send us home. So, anyways, we, like, checked into the room and everything, and, like, needless to say, my water had broken.
0: And that's funny, because I remember, like, oh, I like, I can't park the car yet. I've got to come in quickly to make sure that I've got all this stuff. Like, I need to be in there. Like, I can't go park the car. I'll come back and park it in a minute, thinking we are in this, like, big rush, and we definitely weren't. All right. We, um, we took a slight pause, which you wouldn't notice, because there's not going to be a pause in the podcast, but... We had to wake the little girl up, give her some some foods, and now she's all good, but she is going to be our co-host for the rest of the episode, so she's sitting right here with us. So, if you hear any cute little baby noises, that's our cute little baby.
1: So, anyways, I'm not going to divulge too much into the birth story because it's going to be on the blog. Um but needless to say, my water broke. My contractions did not start.
0: Now, since Ash was GBS positive, basically, this just means that she has, she was like higher risk for an infection. So the reason we had to go in as soon as her water broke was because they needed to give her antibiotics um, just to make sure that the infection that she had didn't get transferred over to CC. So they say as soon as your water breaks, they have to start giving you the antibiotics. And they what they normally say is that you need to have the baby within, they like to see like within six hours of your water breaking. And they said that the max that you can go for like safety reasons because of the infection and all those different things, the max that you can go is 24 hours. So we kind of knew that when we came in, we were kind of on a little bit of a schedule, but they were more like, okay, you need to, we need to make this happen fast. They wanted to talk about induction and giving her pitocin and like all these different things. And that is not what we wanted. So Ash did a really good job of like sticking up for what she really wanted and speaking up for herself.
1: So I asked for 12 hours of, um, no medical intervention. Um, I was, I just knew that I could do it. I just needed some time. Um, so the hard thing about a hospital, even if you're using the midwives is that they just want it to happen. Um, and like, obviously that's good and bad in some ways, but I just knew that, like, I knew I could do it. It's natural, very primal. My body knows what to do. I just needed some time. So I asked for 12 hours. They thought I was crazy. Um, I asked what I could do that would not be like super invasive. And they said castor oil. So Ty went out and got some. Um, he came back. We mixed it into a protein shake. I drank it. Nothing really happened. Um, they said I could take it again in a few more hours. So at 11 a.m., I took another round of castor oil. We mixed it in with some peanut butter and then lathered it on bread. Um, and that is when the magic happened
0: yeah so for those of you keeping track at home we've now officially been there for like 10 11 ish hours um with really nothing happening we've been kind of like walking around the halls a little bit we were trying to just like keep stuff moving and you're having contractions kind of but like not really. Um, well,
1: nothing was happening. In
0: retrospect, yeah. I mean, the same kind of contractions you've been having for like the last couple of days at home. It was just really not a whole lot. So, we were just like Jay chilling. I think I like watched some shows on my iPad. Ash was kind of trying to sleep, kind of whatever, hanging out. Our old families got there at like 10 a.m., uh, which we felt kind of bad about. Um, I think like, your parents came back and were like talking to you and we were just like, all just hanging out, having a good old time.
1: No one believe that i was in labor i also didn't believe it so
0: well you kind of weren't and that was the problem like at that point they knew like okay like your water broke yes but you're not really in labor you need to be so we were just trying to make that happen so um yeah so she had that second dose of castor oil i think we gave her a little bit more in that (laughs) dose than the first one um and yeah then it all kind of started happening our our doctor dr c came in um, and at probably what, like 1230, I guess, and yeah. stuff still was like kind of starting to happen. but was- Well,
1: I had told her like, I'm starting to feel like cramping and like, I'm having like, it feels like harder contractions, but it's like, I'm still able to like be normal and like go on with life. Um, and she was encouraged by that and was like, well, if, as long as you keep making more progress, you know, it'll, everything will be good. And then literally within the next hour, I was like in the throes starting hard contractions every 20 minutes and then it just got closer and closer from there
0: yeah so like the first 11 hours was a whole lot of nothing a whole lot of just like sitting and waiting and it kind of made it feel like a really long day and then the second half of the day was it was like real the real deal she really like really we say it was like a really long labor but not really we were in the hospital for a really long time we really labored from probably like 2 p.m until 9 30 when she was born which for a first time mom really isn't that bad in the grand scheme of things it just felt way longer like I said because we'd been there since like two o'clock in the morning
1: I think the next highlight of the day was around 730 eight o'clock Caitlin had gotten there and they had been she had been there for a little bit and they had got her and Ty dinner out in the lobby and so Ty was like we're gonna go out and eat dinner um, we'll be back basically and I was like okay cool so I was in the bed at this point and they had just I had just, Transition to being on the peanut ball. Um, and like they left and the nurse left and I was in there by myself. And like, that is when I was like, I was in transition at that time. Like looking back, I didn't Um, know
0: that or I wouldn't have left.
1: Yeah. So I'm laying there. My call bell had fallen on the floor and I'm like feeling it in a bad way. And I'm like, Oh no, I am going to have this baby by myself in this room. I couldn't even like, I could not get up to get my call bell. That's how like far from the bed it was. And I thought to myself, what am I supposed to do? Scream? Like if I scream, will someone come? But I also didn't feel like I had the stamina enough to like scream loud enough because the door was closed and those doors are like soundproof. Luckily, I did not have the child by myself. Um, Ty and Caitlin ended up coming back and I will literally never forget. Ty like walked into the room and he, I was laying on my side on the peanut ball and he sat down in a chair. And I looked at him through the railing of the bed, and I said, "This is terrible. Get the epidural."
0: It was eight fifteen, and she looked at me with like the most serious look I've ever seen in my whole life. And she's like, "Give me the epidural now." And they they said in our in our class that we took our hypnobirthing class that that would happen. That that's how you knew that it was actually happening. And it was that was good because usually when people want out, that means that it's like about to happen for real. So I said, it's okay, Ash, like you can do it. You're doing such a good job. Let's go another hour. Let's go to 915 and then we can maybe talk about that. And she said, okay.
1: And he got up, he took a chuck pad, which is one of those like little pad drapey looking things and he put it over the clock and I was so mad because uh, yeah. that was like my
0: well I should have done that a long time ago because they tell you in the hypnobirthing thing like that time doesn't matter like it's all going to happen on its own time like don't worry about the clock if you think if you're always looking at the clock it's going to make it seem like it's taking forever there you're supposed to just kind of like drift away into this like state where you're not really like aware of time or space or like anything that's happening you're kind of just like in this zen place well so, I was boy, before, there like, before, I was definitely
1: yeah. in, but I was also like
0: done before we go any further uh let's talk about that just really quickly ash because going into this we were coming in with the hypnobirthing approach which basically just like focuses a lot on breathing and like
1: it's eliminating fear from the whole birth process and it's really trying to take you into a meditative state and helping you basically you're just like relaxing through birth instead of tensing up and being fearful about what's happening or being in pain you're relaxing your mind and your body um and it's really helping push the blood to the where it's supposed to be going because when you are in pain or fearful, it sends blood to like organs that are essential or muscles that are essential, like your legs or your arms or your head or whatever um, and your uterus is not necessarily an essential organ, but you want the blood to be flowing there
0: for during fight yeah during fight or flight in your body's think like in a fight or flight mode, it sends all the blood away from your core to like your muscles and stuff to fight or run um so the whole thing is just to relax so how do you think that that went ash like i know obviously coming in we kind of had like an idea the whole day didn't the first like 12 hours of the day didn't start off nearly how we expected it to but i think once you got into like the throes of like the actual painful labor part how would you describe your like experience yeah
1: i would say like i'm really glad that we did hypnobirthing i you know, you can download these affirmation tracks and basically you just listen to them over and over. And it really does help you focus and like relax. And I would say that I was probably in the most relaxed state that I could possibly be in uh birthing. Um I would do it again. I think that it really helped me have control. Actually, after Santa was born, that's what the midwives said to me. You know, we went through three different rotations of midwives because we were there for so long. Okay. Um, but the last, uh, midwife that was there was like, wow, like you just had so much control and you were just like, so relaxed. And I was like, that was the whole point of hypnobirthing. Um, and it really did like help me have more control over my body. So I would say like, yeah, definitely I would do it again.
0: Yeah. And it was, it's kind of hard to tell from an outside looking in, like for me or for even for the midwives or anybody else who was there because it literally just, Ash was just laying there in the bed with her eyes closed in seemingly pain like going through like contractions and stuff like that so it's hard for us to like have an idea of what her mental state was like and kind of what was going on like inside of her brain because on the outside looking at it just looked like she was kind of laying there um but it after obviously having talked to her about it and all that sort of stuff it is cool to know that she was that it was in that like mental place for her and she was in that relaxed state and that was why like i covered up the clock and all that sort of stuff and then
1: i will also say like once I had gotten to 10, like I wasn't like screaming or seething in pain. Um, the second to last midwife that we had said to me, you know, you can be audible, you know, you can have, you can like vocalize like through it. Um, but a whole, like the whole part of hypnobirthing is really just to like, you know, you, you breathe and you just like go through, they're not actually called t- contractions in hypnobirthing it's surges and you just kind of like ride the waves. So I had been doing that and like I was breathing like through the surges and, like, really just, like, uh, just, like, in control of, like, my body Um, and up until 10 centimeters, like, I wasn't vocalizing until 10 centimeters and it wasn't screaming when I was vocalizing. It was just kind of, like, voicing through,
0: we have the audio. We're going to insert a little clip right oh, here. Oh, my gosh. Just no. kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Uh, yeah, no, but then they do say in the hip number thing, once you get to the very, very end, obviously, when, like, the pushing part comes, that you're – it changes from that, like, pure relaxation state into a more, like, very intentional pushing with intention kind of situation so that you're not just laying there. You're not – you can't be relaxed, obviously, through the entire – thing like the pushing part like there needs to be some whatever but it's a lot about just like letting your body do what it's supposed to do letting your muscles do what they're supposed to do and all that sort of stuff so it sounds like really woo woo and like kind of out there but the way that ended up happening for us and in our like situation it ended up being not so woo woo and more just sort of like relaxed and whatever so I think the way that ended up working out was perfect for us in the amount of like woo-woo that we wanted to have in the process, but at the same time allowing you to have that relaxation and have that like good mindset and positive mindset going into everything.
1: Yeah, Sienna was born. That well, was the Well, so kind of yeah, in- so
0: fifteen. So I was like, let's not do that. Let's, how about a bath? Because she had never tried the bath and she had talked about the bath a lot, like leading up to that. So I was like, I'll, I'll call the nurse and we'll have her come in and draw you a bath. Um, but by the time that that all happened and the nurse came and... They started to draw the bath and, you know, it takes a while to warm up and like fill up or whatever. Uh, We never, we didn't make it that far.
1: Well, because I said like, Ty, I have to push right now. As soon as he, I said like, okay, let's do the bath. He got the nurse. He came back over and I was like, I have to push right now. And he was like, there's no way. And I'm like, no, I'm pushing. I'm pushing right now.
0: I was like, "Oh, don't do it yet. Hold on. We got to get Caitlin because Caitlin had to go pump and like the midwife wasn't there and like all this stuff. So it's like, okay, hold on, hold on, which I know is not really possible.
1: Yeah. So I would say getting on the peanut ball, like really sped things up. I went from like a six to a 10 in like less than an hour. The peanut ball
0: for anybody who doesn't know is just like, it's like an exercise ball. Then instead of being round, it's shaped like a peanut. So it's made out of the same material as like an exercise ball, but it's designed to like go between your legs. Basically, it just allows you to like keep your like hips and stuff like spread open as you kind of wrap your legs around this ball. And she literally just laid there with that peanut ball for probably like three hours.
1: No, no, no. You don't think? No, because you guys left at like 7.30. But you'd
0: already been on it for a while. No,
1: I had just gotten on it.
0: Mm. Well, you'd been on and off and day. Anyway, so...
1: I had tried it earlier in the day, but it didn't do anything. Uh, well,
0: because we had the too big of one. We got to the smaller one. Anyway, so... Yeah, so but so the nurse came and all that sort of stuff. And then she was like, well, Ash, I need to check you. And up until that point throughout the day, Ash had been like very much like, no, I don't want you to check me unless it's absolutely necessary. And she came in and she's like, I need to check you before we can start pushing just to make sure that you're, you know, actually ready to push. And Ash was like, Okay, yes, do it. And that's how I knew that she was probably progressing and she was like getting close because she was had no hesitation to let her check because I think you were very confident that you really were that close. So she checked her and she was like, Oh, yep, you're fully dilated, you're fully effaced, like we are ready to push. So that was when everything got like super real. That was go time. Yeah. That was probably at like eight forty five, eight fifty by the time. It was like
1: nine o'clock. I only pushed for less than thirty minutes.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, I'm saying so. She like discovered all that. Then they like, then they like sound some sort of a silent alarm, and like they bring in like the warmer and like all these different blankets. And all these different people come in and they like kind of transform the room, almost like not silently, but kind of they're not really saying what they're doing, but they start doing all these things to kind of get ready for the for the real deal, for the show, for the final finale. That was when. You know caitlin came in and i was like doing all sorts of stuff and we were trying to figure out <laughs> where to put the camera um because we were just like filming with the camera on the tripod we just wanted um like the final moment sort of captured and it was really funny as ash is like pushing 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 like having like her like real contraction she's literally like in the throes, like about to like push this baby out and i'm like trying to tell caitlin like how to do the camera and she looks at me and she goes ty go set up the camera how you want it and then come right back. And I was like, okay. So, I like left her side, ran over to the tripod, set up the cam, got it all adjusted and um, fixed exactly the way I wanted it. And then I came back. And yeah. So, I don't know. Ash, do you want to talk about like your memories of the last like 30 minutes?
1: I just kept thinking like how much longer? Like when, how, when is this going to be over? And I could feel like Sienna just like going through the birth canal. And I could feel like her head... all the things like I could feel it and I was just like I just don't understand how she's gonna like just pop out like I don't understand like am I is this gonna take hours yeah so she her she was crowning and the midwife was like oh my gosh this baby has so much hair because you know we didn't know the gender um and I can see her like pulling Sienna's hair
0: like she was like look dad look and she's like pulling pulling on their hair her hair's probably like I don't know half an inch three quarters of an inch long which is pretty long for a baby so she's like pulling on her hair she's like look dad look and I remember like Leading up to this point, we in my whole it was life, a boy. I well, I was like, I always thought, I always joked that no matter what happens during the birth, I'm just going to stay like north of the border. That was like my big joke. I always kept saying, I'm going to stay north of the border. I don't want to see any of the action down there. I'm just going to be there, like fresh and like help her and like whatever. But somehow, throughout this entire process, uh as everything was happening, the doctor was like, "Dad, I need you to help hold this leg up so that I can like catch or whatever." Because. I don't know why they didn't have the like yeah, the stirrup things. I like either. I don't know, they didn't come out. So anyway, so I'm, instead of being north of the border, I was like right in the action. I was like holding the leg and she's like, look dad, look. And I'm looking right at like her pulling the hair on the top of the head as it's like starting to come out. And at that moment, like I saw the top of the head, I saw all the hair and it was, you know, I didn't see very much, but I was like, I, in my mind and in my heart, I was like, it's a boy. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a boy. I just thought for sure the top of the head and the way that that looked, I was like, it's a boy. So I had like, already mentally jumped to oh my gosh I can't believe we're having a boy that so that was and then it was probably I don't know did you count like it was like six big pushes like it wasn't very long in terms of like pushing um yeah to get her actually out um but i was like kind of cracking jokes and i was trying to like make oh, light of the situation. Not. ash was not having mm-hmm. i said oh i was like because she kept saying oh my gosh she's like the midwife was like look at all this hair oh my gosh there's so much hair and i was like I'm, i can't believe it has red hair can you believe it, ash
1: think that was funny and
0: she was like ash goes what and i was like just kidding it's not red.' It's not yeah red. i did not think that was funny at all <laughs> oh, i said you'll think it's funny in the future someday maybe still not now but i thought it was pretty funny
1: So then probably the next push, the midwife was like, you can pull your baby out. And I was like, what? And so I like reached down and I pulled her up on my chest and the whole thing was that ty was gonna say it's a whatever the baby was as soon as i pulled the baby out and he couldn't see well
0: i didn't so i didn't know where to look it was it all happened like very fast because like you literally like the first few pushes you see like a little bit of the head and a little bit more of the head so i'm like again i wasn't planning on like watching all that happen but i'm down here with the midwife watching the whole thing happen and then the next thing i know like the whole head pops out and they're like pull her shoulder and then the whole thing comes out and I didn't know where to look I'm like looking at her looking at Ash looking at the midwife like I didn't know where to look and she pulls her up and pulls her up on like Ash pulls her up on top of her chest and it all happened like really fast and I like missed the important part I was supposed to be looking for because it all just happened really really fast so I was like shoot so I'm like looking at Ash and she's like she's like Ty what is it what is it what is it and I like look over at the midwife and I'm like I'm like I look at her in the video it's so funny because my face is like You can't, it's hard on a podcast, but I'm like, uh, um, I'm like, I missed it, I missed it, like, I didn't see, I didn't see. So I pull her leg up, and he looks. The midwife pulls it, she like pulls her leg up, and I look, I'm looking right at it, uh, like the, you know, the defining part. And I, but I'm like, oh gosh, I don't want to, like, I think I know what that is, but I don't really know. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. So I like, I'm like, uh, uh, and I'm like, it's, uh, it's, uh, and I look at the midwife, I'm like, it's a and she looked, she's like, yeah, yeah, girl. And she's like, not to me. I'm like, Ash, it's a girl.
1: <laughs> and then I didn't believe him. So then I pull her leg up and I look for myself.
0: And she was like, what? She like, because yeah. I, like I said, I had thought for sure it was a boy for like the four minutes prior.
1: Well, my whole family had thought it was a boy the whole time. A lot of people thought it was, was a boy.
0: Ash thought it was a boy for sure. I, and I was like, oh my God, I was like, it's a girl. And Ash was like, what? And I was like, it's a girl. And
1: then I cried and that was that was it she was she was here
0: she cried like she screamed like right away you know she made noises right away because that's always my also fears like when they're born and then they don't make any noises for a second and you're like i hope everything's okay but she was great and we looked at her and i think one of the first things ash said to me she's like ty she's actually cute she's really cute and i looked at her and i was like yeah she is actually really cute i think because I also had this like fear, not fear, but I had thought a lot about what would happen if she was born or he or she or whatever, baby was born and they weren't cute. Cause I just feel like, you know, if we're all honest, we all got to be honest with ourselves. Some babies are just, they kind of are like weird looking, especially when they're first born. You know, they're a little squished. Oh my God. <laughs> they got a little bit of a like weird situation going on and that's fine. You know, I believe that all babies will be cute. But in her the, head was perfectly
1: round and she, she was yeah, really she, cute. She like
0: wasn't swollen. She didn't, her head was, great she had all this hair she was like so cute and uh, maybe i'm just like this because i'm her dad and i have to say that but i really do think that as far as babies go like she's a very very cute but yeah and then it was like oh my gosh she's here it happened it's a girl it took me probably like an hour to have to be able to switch from saying it to she and was it right there like when did we decide what her name was going to be sienna like
1: I literally turned to you and I said, is her name Sienna Kate? So we had decided on like specific, like we had names basically. And we had decided like, these are our names. And I had said, if she, if, if it's a girl and she comes out looking like Ty, like dark skin and dark hair, it's Sienna Kate. If she comes out looking like me, you know, like olive skin and no hair. You
0: do not have olive skin. I'm sorry.
1: She would have a different name. I do so have olive skin. You think? What would you consider it?
0: I think I have olive skin. I think you have like. normals (laughs) Normal. <laughs> oh my I gosh <laughs> described as olive but anyway yeah, yeah so, so then i, turned I felt him like and then i, I felt it was a lot of pressure she's like is her name sienna kate and i was like oh oh i yeah. i'm like no, Oh my no you
1: said yeah i well, think so
0: okay internally in my mind i was like oh my gosh i'm like we actually have to make a decision because we had talked about on the podcast we had a few boy names that we but we were like most torn on a boy name and we right. were nervous because we thought for sure it was going to be a boy or ash thought for sure it was going to be i really had no idea Although I will say now publicly, I can say secretly, I wanted it to be a girl because I just kind of knew and thought that I would do better with a girl, especially for the first one. Not that I don't ever want a boy, but like I knew for the first one that I would just do better with a girl. So I was kind of secretly hoping it was a girl and that she was a girl. But yeah, we were torn about the boy name. We weren't really sure, but we were. We had Sienna was like our number one girl name and it was probably like eighty five percent sure it was gonna be Sienna, like fifteen percent sure it was gonna be something else. Right. And so
1: anyways, it she, she has Sien-
0: dark hair, dark skin, and she definitely She
1: is Sienna Kate. Yeah. So, so we were like,
0: yeah. And I was like, Oh my gosh, we just decided like right here and now. We didn't even have like I didn't even need to think about it for very long, even though I'd been thinking about it for nine months, but you know, right. whatever.
1: So her name means old soul and um Siena was, it came from a couple of years ago, we were in Italy and we were in Siena and we had climbed up this bell tower. we were kind of like looking out over the city. And Ty started telling me a story about when he was in youth group, these, this couple, they had a baby and they named their baby Siena. Um, and so he was just like talking about it. And I was like, oh, I kind of like the name Siena. And he was like, yeah, I like that name too. So it was like literally then I put the name on my baby list. I didn't
0: realize that that conversation sparked her to put the name Sienna on her list. Because we had talked about it and she's like brought it up. I didn't know until after she was born, we already named her that, that she even, that we even had that conversation. Like I forgot about it and that Ash even remembered it, which I think is ironic, but it is kind of cool.
1: So then, but then when we were like deciding on names, I said, what about the name Sienna? And Ty said, yeah, I still like it. And I said, well, what about the middle name Kate, like Sienna Kate? And he was like, yeah, I like it. And I was like, you know, we can call her Cece when she's little, but when she gets older, we can call her SK. And he was like, oh, I love it.
0: I love like nicknames. And for some reason, I'm just like, like, okay, I love nicknames. I nicknames, I like letter nicknames, which is like weird. I don't know. But like. The idea of calling her SK when she is like sixteen, I just really love that. Like I'm like, that's so awesome. Especially like even if I'm the only person if just like her dad calls her SK and nobody else, like I'm okay with that. Or if all her friends call it too, I don't care. But um I was like, Yeah, totally on board with that. So we had that was like one of the first names we talked about ever, probably, that we both were like, Yeah, I kinda like that. So it's good good thing she ended up being a girl because it was like the one name that I think we both felt like pretty confident about and we had been confident about for like seven months you know it wasn't like a last minute sort of thing so yeah but then you know she's born and like I got to hold her and like all sorts of stuff and I'm like looking at her and I'm like oh my gosh like here she is Sienna Kate she's so cute oh my gosh like Caitlin was there, and it was so surreal with like having Caitlyn there because she had literally just done the exact same thing seven days prior. and then my grand moment finally came where I got to go out into the waiting room and declare to the world what gender the baby was. and it was it was probably. I don't know if they, I want to say it was anticlimactic. I should go back and look at the footage, but it was like, well, you
1: made everyone guess again. If you would well, just I was have trying went to out. build
0: the suspension a little bit, like, first of all, everyone out there was like very, very tired <laughs> because now it's like at this point, it's probably 1030 p.m. They'd all been there for about 12 hours and they would kind of like come and gone as the day had gone on. But they'd been, you know waiting around for a long time and i didn't want to just go out there and just like say it i was trying to like build you were the anticipation basically poking little
1: bit. the bear like you should have just went out and been like it's a girl i
0: know i needed to get everyone gathered and set the camera up and set the camera and get everyone in position and all sorts of stuff and they had to like facetime my brother and all those sorts of things but uh yeah, so I got to declare to everybody, uh, it's a girl. And like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And like, what's her name? And I was like, uh, I didn't know if we were like, I was allowed, I should have asked-, asked before I left if I was allowed to say uh, what her name was going to be. So I was like, well, um, I'm not at liberty to say that quite yet, but we'll let you know as soon as it's confirmed. Um, But yeah, so we told everybody and then they were like, can we come back Yeah, I was like, yeah, you gotta wait just a second. And it was funny because we've been on that side, the like waiting room side um, a lot. Over the last couple of years, so it was fun to be obviously on the other side and seeing how excited everybody was to come back. And because we had a, rel- a relatively small group, it was just like my parents, Ash's parents, and Ashley's sister in the actual waiting room. Um, we were able to have everybody come back all at the same time. They kind of bent the rules for us a little bit because it was kind of late and there was
1: like four or five laboring women in the waiting room waiting for a bed
0: it was a bumping day at the uh labor and delivery floor so they had yeah they ran out of rooms and uh people were laboring in the waiting room which is crazy
1: so they Uh, moved us up to the postpartum floor wait Um, everyone
0: came in and got to see her yeah yeah and it was funny because like both of our dads were afraid to hold her at first we were like grandpa or like Whoever wants to hold her and they're like, Oh no way they they wanted to like let other people hold her first and then they uh, finally they did and they both were like smitten. Yeah. It's funny. It's just funny to watch people hold babies for the first time. And I don't know, do you have any distinct memories from that? Do you remember any of that? Or was it all kind of like yeah a i remember blur?
1: like my sister and mom came in first and my sister started crying immediately and i was like oh no i i not
0: well pregnant a don't yeah. in case you forgot pregnant. a little pregnant so a funny because it i'm sure she was just having of of her doing this 6 months from now. And she
1: didn't know what she was having at that moment either. So yeah. she we, she was like, "Oh my gosh, it's a girl." Like just shocked. So after all of that, they moved us up to the postpartum floor and um you know, I had I was still finishing up my last round of antibiotics um and it's then it's now
0: like midnight. Right. Probably. We'd been there we'd been awake for since 20 28-ish hours probably a little bit longer. With maybe like a nap here or there, but we were, we Tied, were pretty 24
1: ready. hours would be 2 a.m. the next night. So, 28 hours is not right. We, oh my gosh. Anyway, we've been awake for like 20 hours. So, anyways, um, we get settled into the postpartum room and we like start to go off to sleep. And I just remember laying there thinking, I cannot sleep in this room. There were lights everywhere like light coming underneath the door there's like so many random things that just like light up in a hospital room yeah and ty's like sleeping on the couch beside me and then sienna is in the little um yeah between us and i was like i am not gonna sleep and i was so i tried so hard to like just shut my eyes and just like sleep i really wanted a sleep mask like that's what i'm literally gonna tell everyone who like goes to give birth at a hospital like bring a sleep mask it's like all I wanted. I'm like, if I could have had a sleep mask, I would have slept so much better. So, um, this is
0: where Ty's sleeping anxiety oh or gosh. surrounding the child started. So, you know, when you bring him back, you know, you're super excited, but at the same time, you're like, uh, I don't really know anything about newborns, and you're never, uh, I've never been around a like four hour old baby, so. You know, like she said, we had the best net there, we're sleeping away or whatever, and she was making these, like, not wheezing noises, but, you know, it's like, it sounded to me as, like, an untrained person that she was having a hard time breathing. Come to find out that that was very untrue, normal. It very was just normal, very normal. But it, to me, I was just, like, super paranoid that she was just going to stop breathing. Like, she was, just something was going to happen, and she was going to stop breathing, and... She was going to die. Like, that was what I was thinking. So, I'm laying there, like, trying to sleep. And every two seconds, I'm like trying to hear her, but her sound machine was on. So, it was like, kind of loud, which was good for her and for us. But, like, I couldn't hear her. And, like, I was just like, I could not sleep because I was just like anxious the whole time that she was just going to stop breathing. And if I stopped paying attention to her, no one was going to be there to save her. So, that was the beginning of my like anxiety so anyway so we slept through that night ended up being fine the next day was like i don't know relatively anticlimactic we kind of just like laid around a lot slept a lot people brought us food in the morning ashley's parents uh were staying at our house my parents were in a hotel her sister was also here at our house so they kind of all had come and visited throughout the day and kind of come in and out and bring us lunch and do this or that or whatever. And, you know, Ash was doing great. She was recovering really well. Sienna was doing really well. She just was like sleeping a lot. She wasn't really crying hardly at all. We were just kind of all getting, figuring the whole thing out. And I don't know at what point it was, but some point during that day, one of us, I think, I think Ash had the, Great idea was like, do we have to stay for another night? And we started like plotting this grand scheme to bust out of there early for good behavior.
1: Well, yeah. And then the like a new midwife came around and our doctor came around. And I asked both of them, like, can I leave? Like, can I not be here anymore? And it wasn't even like, honestly, I think in the back of my mind, I was just thinking about like what terrible sleep I got. And it wasn't even because Sienna kept us up. It was just like, it yeah, was she imp- slept the whole time. She it was, was just, impossible sleeping in that room um and the room was also tiny they like had talked about possibly moving us to a bigger room and i was like i can't imagine lugging all this crap to another room so i asked both of them if i could leave and they were like yeah as long as like sienna passes her test which she couldn't take until 24 hours post-birth so we had to wait at least until 9 30 um and usually if you're getting discharged it's around shift change which is at seven and so i was like hmm I was kind of, like, had this, like, positive hope that we would actually be able to, like, be let go, like, be discharged. Um,
0: Yeah, because I felt like we were just sitting there and doing nothing. Like, they came and checked and did whatever, and they would give her a bath and do certain things. But, like, she didn't really need any help or monitoring. Ash was doing as, you know, good as possible. She had, like, one little tear, but it was, like, internal. So, she would, like... But for the most part, like, her bleeding was controlled and, like, all those different things. So, like we just asked them, can we leave? So anyway, so they came back at 9 30 PM the next day to do all of her like final tests. And she passed them all with flying colors. And then we were like, okay, can we leave? And they're like, what really? And we we're like, yeah,
1: they were like, nobody wants to go home at this time of night. And I'm like, no, but like, really we do. Cause we went we there.
0: Like I said, we'd been there the entire day before from 2 AM until whatever. So we'd already been at the hospital at this point for almost 48 full hours. Yeah. This
1: is another example of just advocating for yourself, you know, um, And that's honestly like, that's what I learned the most from this whole experience is like if you really feel strongly about something or you like really want something, just advocate for yourself. So Sienna passed all her tests. um, Everything came back normal. um, And then they discharged me at midnight. And then we were out of there by like 1.30 a.m., which I know sounds so crazy. Like we don't have the cute little like carrying baby out and putting baby in the car seat and all that stuff.
0: Like, What we do is just darken at 1.30 in the morning.
1: Yeah. Which I, it sounds so crazy, but I was very thankful to be home. And so we got home. I like t- called my sister and I was like, get out of our bed because <laughs> <that's, laughs> she had been sleeping in our bed. Um, and she moved to the couch and we got settled in the room.
0: So in my whole life, we talked about this a little bit on the podcast. Like I have a lot of, I think my anxiety, I don't feel like an anxious person consciously, but subconsciously I any anxieties that I have kind of manifest themselves in my sleep. In that, uh, either in like sleep talking or sleep moving or sleep like organizing or rummaging, <laughs> like all these like weird things that I do in my sleep, and uh, like I mentioned, I was kind of just nervous that the child was going to stop breathing and die. So, uh, for some reason, this manifests itself in me as I was sleeping those first couple nights, and honestly, probably for the first couple weeks, I was just I always wake up and have this anxiety that. The baby was in the bed under the covers and was being smothered. There's no reason for that because she never was in our bed. We never let her sleep in our bed. She never like slept on us or anything like that. She always slept in her bassinet um, or in her crib. And But I just kept waking up in the middle of the night, 100,000% positive that I could feel her under the comforter. And I wake up Ash, I'm like, Ash, oh my gosh, she's in the bed. And I'm like, and it was crazy. So
1: the breaking point was I woke up on the second night and my. Um, nursing bra was unclipped like i was like prepared to nurse her and she was nowhere to be found like she was in her crib sleeping and i was like that's it we got to do something different um sorry she was in her bassinet sleeping so we moved her to her crib the next night and that that's been where she's that's where she's lived for the whole first month of her life
0: yeah so which pe- people like sometimes hear that and like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Like, how could you do that or whatever? But we, we we say this kind of jokingly, but she was literally the perfect baby. She was so, so good. Like she always, she slept so well. She ate so well the first couple of nights. I mean, yeah, she'd wake up every like three or four hours or whatever, which is normal for you know, for babies. But like she would wake up, we'd feed her, she'd go back to bed. We'd wake up, she'd feed her, she'd go back to bed. Like she was just so good and it didn't really make sense to have her in our room. Like it wasn't saving us any time. We weren't waking up eight times throughout the night and having to just like
1: it was actually harder for down. me to like get up and like lean over the bassinet and pull her over to like nurse her than it was for me to just get out of the bed and walk the ten steps down the hall to her room.
0: And did we talk I don't know if we talked about this or not, but like um our friend Becca it owns Little Z Sleep and she's a pediatric sleep consultant. And so we had gotten her pediatric or like, what do they call her newborn course. sleep course. Um, so we had a plan from the moment we brought her home for what we wanted to do with her in terms of sleeping and her routine and all those different things. And when they're super, super little like that, they obviously they can't have like a full on like schedule. You know, they're not, you know, their brains just like can't handle that. But we did have at least like a game plan going in. So we would definitely highly suggest to anybody out there who has a child who, at any age really, who has a hard time sleeping, check out Becca's stuff. She has so much amazing content out there on her. She has a podcast and all sorts of stuff, but she has a bunch of courses as well. But the pediatric sleep one. No, the the, newborn. Why do you keep saying Because the newborn sleep course was so great for us. It helped me as like a person who doesn't have a ton of experience with babies know what to expect they kind of know what to do it gave us a general framework for how to like treat her and what to do with her and what not to do with her and all these different things so it was so so great to have that and like we said she did such a good job and she started not sleeping through the night but you know she slept so well from the very very beginning and the whole kind of premise behind her thing is just like they only need to be awake for 45 minutes at a time so whenever they wake up from a nap start a timer they're awake for about 45 minutes up to an hour and putting them back to sleep again and just knowing that and having that framework in my mind made those first couple weeks so so great and so easy because that's what she would do she would wake up you wait 10 minutes you so she her, was pretty put, much on her- a
1: routine because she was waking up at the same times every day about and then sleeping for the same amount of time usually like two to two and a half hours um and then eating and then that whole thing. So it was very regimented. So we felt very like rather than feeling like crazy and like all over the place, we felt very equipped and prepared. We knew it was happening. We knew what she needed. Um and we just did it. And I think that has a lot to do with like why she has such a great temperament. She's just been so easy. And I know that sounds crazy. And a lot of
0: it is just like luck. Like we just got yeah. kind of looked at that she's a really great baby and she hasn't had any like problems in terms of being like colicky or like any of those things that you hear about with newborns and stuff that causes them to just like scream or cry or have a hard time eating or whatever like we get we know that we're really lucky and we're really thankful that she's been such a good little baby and that she's done like all the things that we've hoped for her to do and everything has kind of worked out the way that we had hoped and planned and all those things but so yeah so sleepwise, she's up in her crib every single night since that first night um, we've never really had any issues with like getting her to fall asleep or like Anything like that. And we're really, really thankful for all those things because, um, you know, her, so Ashley's family was here, like we talked about, and they stayed for a couple of days after she was born. And then her dad had to go back to work and her sister had to go back to work. Um, but her mom stayed for the entire week after that. So her mom stayed up all the way up until I think May 18th, was when her mom finally went back to Tampa um so she was born on the 30th so her mom was there for the first you know like two two and a half weeks um which was nice you know having her there somebody extra but honestly like our approach to the whole thing is we wanted to be in control of like her and like do her routine and like do all that sort of stuff we didn't really want anybody to do that part for us because
1: we knew we were gonna have to do it ourselves anyways when everyone left so we really just needed help externally like with the house or Laundry or the yard, like all those things. Yeah.
0: And again, I noticed it would have been very different if she had had like a lot of problems or we'd had like a bunch of sleepless nights in a row or whatever. But we had figured out a really good system so that we both got, you know, a good amount, you know, five or six hours of sleep every single night. I don't, there's maybe one night where we were really, really sleep deprived or something like that. But for the most part, you know, it was great just to have people there to help with maybe some like cooking and like basic stuff or we need someone to run out and buy something and come back. We could stay here. but, well, like I said, we, as far as baby stuff goes, we wanted to handle as much of that as possible. So, yeah. So, the first couple of weeks with her at home were really great. And, you know, the transition was, you know, as smooth as could possibly be. And it's funny how quickly we kind of just adapted that to being our new norm. And, you know, it's hard it's hard even now to, like, think about what our life was like before she was here uh, cause we've just gotten so used to having her around and obviously when they're really little, they do, a, they definitely sleep a lot. So we kind of just live our life around her forty five minutes to an hour increments of being awake and, you know, she wakes up and we feed her, we change her diaper and hang out for a few minutes, Ash feeds her. And then she usually has about, you know, like 15, 20 more minutes of being awake where we can kind of just like play with her, look at her, Google at her, take pictures of her, do all those different things. Google goggle google gaga i don't know look at her take pictures of her and then she goes back to sleep and then repeat
1: so apart from that a lot of other things have happened in our life Um, my sister graduated from grad school um, and we packed up cnn we took her right on down there at vcu which is just like 10 days old 15 minutes from our house um and she wore her little headphones because it was super loud in there and the clapping was startling her
0: Okay, that's a question people we actually get a lot from people is like, what do people like? What are we calling her? Like, Sienna, blah blah blah. So we call her CC pretty much all the time. Um, I don't know if that was necessarily like our plan <laughs> from the beginning. Like, we knew that we wanted to use CC as a nickname, but uh, we kind of thought that her siblings might call her CC or whatever. We thought that'd be cute if she had a sibling someday that the little sibling would call her baby CC. But somehow it's turned into us calling her. CC kind of like all day, every day. And the only thing I don't really love is that it's spelled, you know, her name is Sienna. So it's S I S I for CC. I don't love the way that that looks um, when it's written out. Especially the first time, I think, because I wrote it with two capital S's. So it looked like you're speaking in Spanish. You're like, ah, yeah, CC. Um, But I've gotten over that and it's CC. And the other thing that we had a big internal like debate about was how we're going to spell her name. So we spell her name S I E N N A. And I like the way that it looks the most with the double N. Um, however, the town in Italy that we we're kind of like loosely naming her based off of is S-I-E-N-A. There's only one N in like the actual city in Italy. So the Siena with two N's is the minivan and the Toyota Sienna. So I didn't love that. And we kind of actually had this big like, I don't know, not debate, but just like I had a very long internal search of like do I need to do this correctly and name her after the the town in Italy with one N or should I just do two N's and I ended up obviously going with two N's because I think it looks better and I just I just like it better but I just have this vision of her when she's 16 someday and someone being like, oh, I love the name Sienna. Like, where does it come from? She's like, oh, well, you know, my parents like to travel and they were in Sienna, Italy. And they just thought it was a really pretty name. And that's why they named me Sienna. And they're like, isn't the town in Italy only spelled with one N? Why does yours have two N's in it? And her being like, well, good question. I think my parents are just weird. So I'm fully prepared for that uh, reality happening someday. Uh, but I'm okay with it because I think it looks so much better with two N's than just one N. So, yeah, that's the story behind the spelling of her name
1: um another exciting life event is that my sister found out that she's having a boy
0: which everybody predicted at least i did
1: i was still shocked i seriously thought she was having a girl even after we had a girl um i just Assumed she was having a girl.
0: When I found out we we're having a girl, that was when it solidified my. I was like one thousand percent. I have no doubt my mother having a boy before I found out. Yeah. I don't know why, but so they are having a boy. We'll
1: be here in October, and we're excited to meet him. It's going to be so crazy for me to have a boy in the family because um, my dad only has sisters, and obviously I only have a sister, um, and of course like my mom had brothers, but we didn't see them a lot when we were really little. So it's just like weird. For me to think like, oh my gosh, like there's going to be a boy in well, our have, family. You
0: have boy cousins who you saw a lot. Well, but, yeah. Yes, but it's like, it is it is. kind of crazy. It's crazy to me to think that they're going to have a baby at all. Like, yeah. I know we just did it and it's like not that crazy because it happens all the time. But
1: um, Also, Tyler's brother Trevor, he got engaged in England.
0: Which I I have to like publicly give him some props because he bought the ring. When we were there over Christmas time. Like we talked about it with him. And then he went to the mall and bought it and did all this stuff in December, and he's like "Ah, i'm gonna probably wait until like may and i was like yeah i was like yeah whatever good luck waiting until may like because when i got the ring he
1: had tyler waited 24 hours hardly
0: well there was a combination of reasons for that but yeah as soon as i got the ring i was like i knew i couldn't wait very much longer than however long i waited so when he said he was gonna wait until may i was like okay well we'll see what happens and sure enough he did it he waited until may and they were in england visiting her family her family's from from England, and uh, they were on a hike, and they, it was a nice little mountaintop view situation. And someone took some pictures. I should have asked them about I who think took her sister. pictures. Yeah, but
1: yeah, so Trevor is engaged, and so now we are back in this wedding planning. We're not really doing anything,
0: but it's so interesting to be on this side because obviously we deal with weddings for a living. But it's so funny to be on this side and having to like make. We're not obviously we're not making the decisions, but listening to them making decisions and how they're choosing their venue and how they're choosing all these different things and the rationale behind it and all these these things. It's just so interesting to be on the other side of the decision making process in the wedding planning world because we always joke that when we got married we knew nothing about weddings, even though I was technically I was shooting weddings. But if we could go back in time, we'd do things way way differently. So it's funny to be with all the knowledge that we have now about weddings, you know, six years later and. To see them making the decision so stay tuned for that they're going to make some decisions they've already told me i'm not allowed to photograph or film the wedding i'm going to be a groomsman which is the first time i've been a groomsman in a really long time in a wedding
1: yeah i'll just be a guest so maybe i'll use my filmmaking tactics yeah. and record the ceremony you might or secretly something.
0: like film some things that they don't have a choice about just so they yeah. have some stuff but yeah so that's fun congratulations to trevor and Alyssa. I'm going to have a, another Harrington. Another, another Harrington. So.
1: Yeah. Other than that, we started back with weddings. Our wedding season has kicked off, and we have shot three weddings now.
0: The first wedding was on May 18th, yep, which if I you're was, counting at home, is 18 days after Sienna was born.
1: Yes. I was two weeks postpartum. Um, I was feeling really good, um, but by the reception, I was definitely tired. My body was sore, um, but we made it. Um,
0: we had to... So that wedding was in... Maryland, yeah. near the Pennsylvania line. So it was kind of far from our house. And um, we had to be there on Friday as well for the rehearsal dinner just based on the way that this package was that they had bought for this wedding. So we brought Sienna with us and Ash's sister came with us and they hung out in the hotel on the wedding day and her sister got a little taste of newborn life as she was pregnant and watching our baby. And I
1: think that was the hardest part is being pregnant with a newborn.
0: Yeah. And Ash's sister has less experience with babies compared to Ash. So that was also interesting in that she was realizing there were certain things that she just wasn't sure of or aware of. And it was, it was a good learning experience for everybody involved. We mm-hmm. learned what things we needed to inform more on in terms of like her routine. And we also were still <laughs> figuring out her routine because she was two weeks old. But she did such a good job. She, she was so good. She made the whole car ride, which. It was preakness weekend, which we had forgotten about. And this wedding was like up kind of like towards the Baltimore area. So the traffic was terrible on Friday, but Sienna did a good job in the car. She only had one cry, mm, cry yes. fest
1: the one cry fest that has officially given me ptsd in the car anywhere we go with her because yeah. i only think about that one time like Which, sienna is really like she really she is doesn't she doesn't cry she doesn't cry she doesn't hate her car seat she's really good in her car seat but it was like a combination of like we had been in the car for a while we were also like because it, we didn't real like we had like buffered in a lot of extra time but not three extra hours like we did not plan for three extra hours um of travel and so it was just mildly mildly stressful and so she had been asleep and she startled herself and woke up and i think it was like a combination of being startled awake and realizing she was locked into her car seat like she couldn't really move um and she had gotten hot it was just she only cries she only cries if she has like
0: a dirty diaper she'll cry if she's hungry she'll cry and if she like needs her passive she cry but she doesn't she, like, really needed, cry but it was like a combination of like all those things like she was hungry she needed a diaper change she was hot she was stuck in the car seat like all these things And it was the first time that she'd ever probably like, experienced all those things at one time so she had like a little meltdown and she was like screaming loud we ever heard her cry before and, and she
1: had real tears
0: she, yeah and ash and i'm sitting beside <laughs> her
1: and i lost my mind and so that's really unfortunate that it happened then because i that was like our first experience really in the car with her and um, like for a long distance and so it's kind of it scarred me a little bit I like we get in the car and I have that flat it like flashes through my mind and I think like this this could happen again and if this happens I'm not going to be okay. So in,
0: in her defense, it was literally only probably for like 30 seconds or so. Like it wasn't that long of a time. Like we she probably would have calmed back down if we had given her a little bit longer. But I understand why it was like super impactful for you. So yeah, all in all, like she actually did a really good job. It was harder on Ash than I think she had anticipated, but it ended up being fine. Uh, do you want to tell the poop volcano story? <laughs>
1: Once we finally got to the... Five um, hours later. The It's supposed venue, to take two hours to get there. The venue where they hours. were getting married. We were actually staying at the venue. They had these little like houses in the back or whatever. So we were staying in one of the houses and we were trying to figure out a way that we could like maximize time because we had to hurry up and get to the rehearsal dinner. Um, and... So my sister was like, "Oh, you should just like nurse her while Ty's checking in." And I was like, "Oh, that's a good idea. I'll nurse her." So I like pull her out of the car seat. I'm like, "Actually, I should probably change her diaper first before I nurse her." So I go to like start trying to change her diaper, and in assume, your lap. So she has. Yes. She's like
0: sitting in the car still. She has like the changing pad on her lap, seeing it like in her between because the her car legs. Is, like
1: packed full around me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I couldn't really get out of the car to do all this. So, anyways, I go to like take the tabs off of her diaper and. I'm not kidding. It was like explosive volcano poop went everywhere. Like I just, I am very lucky it didn't go in my mouth. Like that's how direct. <laughs> it was very directional. <laughs> So I'm like, "Oh no, I have poop all over me. Sienna has poop, so- poop all over her. My sister is dying laughing." It's like
0: running down, like dripping off of the like changing pad. Yeah. It got on her pillow. It got like in her laptop bag. Like it was pretty yeah. gross. So but we sacrificed I the was pillow inside, and I had no idea. Like everything was hunky dory. We got there. I thought it was great. Sienna was sleeping. I went inside for 5 minutes. I came back outside. Her sister's like crying, she's laughing so hard. And I was like, "Oh no, what happened?" And I like come around the corner and i look and just sitting there and she's like literally covered sienna's just smiling away happy as could be and there's just like <laughs> just poop, <laughs> poop everywhere. everywhere um but so it was we fine sort of figured we survived that we made it to the rehearsal dinner on time it was great yeah. it was just it was just funny but we survived that day the wedding day went great yeah the, it was the perfect couple to have for our first yeah. our first they were day seriously Chris so and Frankie are such an awesome couple
1: and they were so sweet to us and like really like took care of us well they kept asking me like are you drinking enough water like because I yeah. knew I was breastfeeding like are you okay do you need anything I'm like it's your wedding day you guys are being too nice to me but they really were just the sweetest and it was um just such such a perfect day um and it, then
0: yeah it was a great wedding to start off our year they were just so amazing and then we had a wedding the next weekend yeah which was a local, luckily, yeah. right twenty minutes away, so that was nice. And um,
1: Ty's parents watched Sienna and
0: so that was fun. It was her first time being watched by her grandparents, yeah. Lolly and Pop. Which do we? Oh, do we talk about that? That yes, they've we officially did. determined they want to be Lolly and Pop and Sheikah and Big. Those are their names. We're sticking to it. I know it's not like technically written down in like the government somewhere, but we're staking a claim yeah. here. Shika
1: and Big are my parents. Lolly and Pop are Ty's parents. Yeah. And I'm like, well, we will never be able to buy you a keychain or a coffee mug with <laughs> like grandma and grandpa because obviously that's not their names. And they are not going to have Sheikah and Big or Lolly and Pop at a convenience store. Lolly but
0: and Pop, maybe, probably not. Yeah. Sheikah Pop, and Big. Maybe Pop. Pop but, but definitely not Sheikah and definitely not Big. Yeah. But anyway, so my parents watched them. That went great. It's just so funny. Like both of our parents, because obviously when we were raised, it was like a different generation of... Uh, like philosophies on like kids and what to do and what not to do and all those things like a lot has changed in the past 29 years or so so it's just interesting to see like some of the preconceived notions that our parents have about like what to do and what not to do and having to like not train them but like just kind of gently educate them like hey this is the way that we're doing it now like Things have changed. Like,
1: Like she doesn't sleep on her belly. She sleeps on her back.
0: Right. And our parents are like, both of our parents have been like, well, we did it this way with you and you turned out fine. fine." And I'm like, yeah, well, they also, you know, used to smoke in hospitals and didn't wear seatbelts for a long time. And, you know, things are just better the way they are now. So, yeah. yeah. So, that was great. But she did great. The wedding was, that was a really great wedding. It was a venue we've wanted to shoot at for years and years and years. Got to shoot with Caitlin and Michael. So, that was great. All these weddings, by the way, if you want to go see them, are all on the blog. If you go to the Harrington's dot com slash the hyphen blog uh, you can see the sneak peeks from all these different weddings um, but yeah that was great being back with Caitlin and that was an interesting because Caitlin is breastfeeding, Ash is breastfeeding and Caitlin's sister Emmy who is shooting behind the scenes for them that day was also breastfeeding she has a newborn as well so uh, that was an interesting just like twist to the day that we're not used to having to yes. deal with.
1: I am learning a lot. I have the willow pump, which is the pump that's like transportable. You don't have to like plug into a wall. It just like slips right into your bra and it's been super convenient, um, but really just a learning curve of like where are the downtimes on a wedding day when I can actually pump. So the past couple of weddings, we've had a ceremony and reception venue switch. You know, it's like two different venues. So I've pumped in between Uh, traveling to one venue to the next, which has been convenient. And then again at dinner, like I'll pump again, but that has been a learning curve. Pumping is not my favorite thing in the world. I have an oversupply. Um, I'm like reining it in now, six week postpartum. I've like figured out a way to like slow it down a little bit, um, which actually requires me to pump less. So it was a painful few days, but I think we're kind of on the upswing now. Um, but yeah, Apart from that, things are going really well. Um, I think I was kind of expecting everything to just be terrible, awful, and
0: like... Not terrible, but just like... Not sleeping. More difficult. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it has not been that way. Like, everything in life still feels really normal. We just have a new somebody in our house um, who requires like our attention and stuff like that. Um, Really, I think the thing that I'm like really thinking through the most now is kind of like, what is my life going to look like now as a mom and as a business owner. Um, and that's where I find the difficulty. I've been telling a lot of friends recently that I, there's like no problems, like being a mom and like having Sienna, like Sienna is perfect. Like everything is great with her. It's just like adult life things that I'm like struggling the most with, like, you know, balancing like, okay, so what am I going to do business wise? Or, you know, what are we going to do like in our life? those type of things have been like way more like oh my gosh i don't know i feel so lost like where's my direction um but me being a mom like feels normal and natural and like yeah this is what i've always wanted so that's kind of where we're at with that um and
0: we keep saying that she's perfect and all these sort of things and we are fully aware that that could change and uh, in a yeah. minute like right now she's being really great and we haven't had any problems she's eating well she takes a bottle well she sleeps well like that's been great and we're really, really thankful for that. And it was really helpful during this like transition time and we have these weddings and all this stuff. It's been really helpful for her to have been so good. But we're also well aware that that could change and that something could come up. And as she gets older, you know, she goes through different swings and transitions right. and whatever. And that she won't necessarily be this perfect and good forever. She might be and that'd be great. We would, we would love it if she I'm did. I'm just
1: believing that it's genetic and she's going to stay this way.
0: Yeah, and hopefully I'll, if any of her future siblings... Uh, will be the exact same way. But, um, you know, so we're we're well aware of that fact. But, yeah, it's been great. And, yeah, so now that she's here and, you know, I don't know. I feel like in life, the last nine months when you're pregnant, you're kind of just, like, always looking forward to the day, like, the birth. Like, okay, when the birth and then it's like. But then it's kind of like, now what? Now, now what do we want to do? Now that she's here, this is our new normal. We kind of have a pretty good routine with her. We're you know, six weeks in. Yeah, like Ash was saying, okay, now how do we want to continue to, like, live our lives and continue our own like personal lives and things we want to do with her, obviously part of the equation. But like, what does that look like in terms of business and relationships and friendships and all those different things? And I think,
1: you know, you're preparing for, um, to have a baby. Um, I like one thing that I think that we did really well is we weren't just preparing for her birth, but we also were preparing for life after her. But we also didn't know what that was going to be like, because this is our first and we had no idea. Um, again, I think I was preparing for the worst, like, kid wise, like being up all night, not sleeping, like having really like a lot of problems nursing, like all those things. But I knew that I had like educated myself enough prior to her being here on those things, like on birth and on breastfeeding, you know, like I had prepared myself and like we took the newborn sleep class. Like we had prepared ourselves well enough that I knew that even if it was terrible, we could handle it. Um, But now it's like not terrible. And I'm like, now what do I do? Um, So that's kind of where we're at that's what the last six weeks have kind of been like for us. Um, it's been really exciting having her around. Like I really love being a mom. Um, and I just like, it feels very natural to me. And I like love having her and having her as a part of our life, just looking forward to sorting out our adult life.
0: Yeah. And we've talked about this before. We're taking less weddings this year. So we have 12 weddings in the book for this summer. And it feels like we've been shooting constantly, you know, just because since she's been born, we've already had the three weddings. We had one weekend off and we have another wedding. And then, you know, we've just got, you know, it seems still like a lot, but it's not nearly as much as we've had in the years past. So it's definitely a lot more manageable, which is good. And I think that only shooting 12 weddings was a really great decision. Um, If we had had way more than that, I don't know what we would have done or how we would have kind of like handled it. But you know, so we're trying to maintain all those things. And then just, you know, we've had a lot of different great things in the past in terms of the podcast and the YouTube channel and our social media following and our email list, like all these different things. And, um, you know, we're, we're at this point now, we're like, all right, we've got Sienna, we've got a we've got kind of figured out with her we've got our weddings booked for this year now we seem to figure out okay what are the other things we want to do how do we want to spend our time what is the best way for us to kind of push our business forward what is gonna be the most beneficial and it can honestly can feel really daunting looking at all these things we've kind of like overarchingly done in the past and say like okay i want to do all these things i want to do all of them again i want to pick them all up and start them all again but in reality like that's not very realistic so we're kind of just trying to ease our way back into everything kind of pick one thing do it really really well pursue those things and kind of just, like ash said just kind of figure out where we want to go from here and what we want our life to look like now that we have sienna and um and all that stuff but yeah we've been we've been loving it we've been loving the the life with her so far and we're really looking forward to what life is going to be with her and in the future and you know we just keep looking at ourselves and being like i can't believe that she's ours like i can't believe that she's ours and she's ours forever
1: or I just can't believe we have a child.
0: And I can't believe she's so cute.
1: Yeah, that's true. And Ty says her buns are cute. And I'm like, I don't think you can say that for the rest of her life.
0: Well, when you say it like that, it sounds weird. But it's just, it's more endearing when I say it. But
1: my number one goal is to not talk baby talk to her.
0: Well, I think I have some recordings from the last couple, like last <laughs> hour know. of you doing this. Well, so. I
1: talk, <laughs> I, I've started to like really think about it. And so I like catch myself. So I do say hers a lot, like hers so cute. But I'm trying really hard to like make myself not talk baby talk to her, and which is funny because that's how you talk about the
0: animals. But my inflection
1: is different. Like I'm like, oh, you're so cute. But those are real words, you know. Like hers is, you can't be like hers so cute. Like,
0: I mean, I think right now she's little enough that it's okay. As she gets older, it might probably I probably need to be careful with those things. But yeah okay so i think that's all we're going to talk about for today i know this is going to be a longer episode um but obviously we're trying to catch you guys up on like six weeks worth of life and sienna being born like all those important things so um thank you guys so much for sticking with us we've really missed doing the podcast the last six weeks and um we had joked about doing it like when ash was in labor and recording a podcast episode and all these different things but um we're really excited to finally be back we're we kind of love that people have been asking us about it. Um, it just shows us that you guys actually really do care and you want to hear what we have going on and all those things. So um, this is a little bit of a different episode, kind of just a recap episode next week. We'll be back with a normal Dear Monday episode with our normal letters and all those different things. And I guess we're going to have to get rid of dear baby Harrington. and It'll be dear, dear Sienna, Sienna Kate, Kate. but uh, we're excited for that. And yeah, Ashley, anything else? This is not the wrap up. Do you have anything else? But really, do you have anything else that you want to say? No. Okay. What kind of a day are we going to have today, Ash? A productive day. Have a productive day. All right. Well, thank you guys again so much for listening. That's all we have for you this week. This has been Ty. And Ash. And we'll see you in the next one.